Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Wednesday, April the 20th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to go over the NBA DFS playoff slate for tonight for all three games and take a look at it from a DFS and prize pick selection uh, angle. So we're going to look at each of these games, talk a little bit about the series, and uh, knock these out so that you can get ready for some big takedowns uh, this evening. We had a really good uh, night here last night. Uh, had some nice winners on DraftKings and FanDuel. Had some prize picks winners. So we're looking to keep it going today. And uh, let's take that momentum, momentum into this entire week. All right. A um, couple of things real quickly here. Um, the podcast today is presented to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com, sign up with the promo code Coach Talk, all one word, no space. And by doing that, you qualify as a first time depositor for a match from Prize Picks dollar for dollar, all the way up to a hundred bucks. So take advantage of that if you have not played in Prize Picks just yet. If you're looking to get involved here at Coach Talk, we would really love to have you join us. Go to dfscoachtalk.com and you can sign up for as little as a three-day pass for $10. Want to dip your toes in the water? Check us out the next three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. This way you get all of our NBA action all three days, all of our MLB action all three days, and PGA today. Uh, we have full tournament lineups, and then Friday we have weekend-only lineups. So you get uh, pretty much everything we have on the table right now uh, for that three-day pass. As soon as you sign up at DFSCoachTalk.com, um, you will get uh, put right into our Discord with all of our fantastic members, get all the inside information, additional prize picks, plays, some full lineups, some um, core builds, all kinds of stuff. So we would love to have you. All right, let's dive in. No messing around here. Three games we got. We need to talk about. First game of the night is a, and again, the spreads are a little bit more even. They're not as lopsided as they were uh, last night. It's a or the night before. It's a two twenty six total in the first game, two sixteen and a half in the second game, and two twenty five in the third. So. Not a huge spread, but th this first one is the highest slightly, but it is. <clears throat> it is um, obviously game two of the Brooklyn-Boston series. It's at Boston. Uh, Boston with a thrilling one-point victory in game one. This time they're favored at home by three and a half. Again, that totals 226. <clears throat> we have a 111.25 implied for Brooklyn. 114.75 for Boston. Let's look at the injuries in this game. For uh, Brooklyn, Ben Simmons remains out. For Boston, Roy Williams remains out. Everybody else is in. <clears throat> Let's take a, a quick look at game one. See how that matchup uh, played out. We had, as expected, the two volume shooters, KD and Kyrie, uh, combined 44 shots. Uh, they went uh, 21 for 44. Um, Durant off a little bit. He was, again, 9 for 24. Uh, only 1 for 5 from 3, whereas Kyrie had the stroke going. 
He was 12 for 20, uh, 6 for 10 from 3. So Kyrie was the man to go to with 39 points, and Durant had 23 in just a subpar game for him. Um, as far as the players that added to the mix, that's where you know we want to look at minutes played here. Bruce Brown played nearly 37 minutes, so definitely a guy we want to look at going forward. Statistically, statistically he did not do much. Five points. Only one rebound, two assists. He did have two steals. Uh, so, you know, again, minutes equal money at times. Brown may be one of those guys that we need to look at. Um, I had played Claxton over Drummond last time, and it ended up being uh, the correct decision. Um, Drummond started and only played 17 minutes, whereas Claxton came off the bench and played 31. So if that continues, uh, Claxton is going to be uh, the go-to guy at a cheaper uh, rate here, uh, salary-wise. He was six for eight from the field, which is decent, and he had eight rebounds, three blocks, and a steal. So, you know, Claxton is a guy we want to keep an eye on. I continue to have him as an edge over Drummond. Now, we know Drummond always gets in foul trouble. He had four in the last game. There could be more of a split between Drummond and Claxton minutes-wise, uh, but I, I do think at this moment, Claxton uh, is, is the better play. Uh, other than that, though, you know, it was hit or miss for some of these guys. <clears throat> Patty Mill, Mills played 12, um, Kessler Edwards four. The guy that I think is, you know, interesting, and I utilized him the last time too, was Goran Dragic. He played 26 and a half minutes six for 11 from the field. So he's the only other guy that got double digit shots up uh, on the entire team. So that gives you a good feel for how game one went from the Brooklyn side. For Boston, it was a lot different than, than expected, uh, to be honest with you. Um, you expect Tatum and Brown to dominate in shots. They were one, two with 19 shots for Brown and 18 for Tatum but expected both of them to be in the 20s and wouldn't be surprised if they get there um, in this game. Horford got up 13 shots. Marcus Smart got up 17 shots. So we had a decent amount there. <clears throat> Derek White, eight, Grant Williams, seven, and Tice, six. So really after the first two, it was Horford, uh, Smart mainly as the two guys that, that chipped in on getting some shots up. Minutes-wise, it was heavy minutes as we expected from Tatum and Brown, 44 and 40, respectively. A little surprise, though, Horford uh, logged 41 and a half, which is a lot of minutes for the veteran, but something to definitely keep an eye on. He ripped down 15 boards uh, and was 8 for 13 from the field. So in the absence of, of Williams, he is a really um, – you know, good option again today. After that, nobody else really stuck out. It was just sort of a, uh, you know, even expected across uh, the backups. Um, all right, as far as statistically uh, looking at this game, 10th uh, in pace for Brooklyn, 24th for Boston. So pace up for Boston. Defensively, Brooklyn 15th, just middle of the pack. Boston 2nd. So 
you know, Brooklyn gave him a good fight with Irving and Durant. You know, it's any every game is a toss up, only three and a half point spread, 226 total. Certainly a targetable game here. Um, you've got a pretty much split price now. Uh, Kyrie's 9.9 and KD is 10 even. So only a hundred bucks difference uh, for the two of them. And that was a pretty good spread a week ago and it's continued to dwindle down. Um, Marcus Smart, you know, defensive player of the year. Well, can he defend Kyrie? Let's, let's start right there. If you're defensive player of the year, Mr. Smart, how about, uh, you know, you tighten up the, the, you know, bootstraps here a little bit and, and, uh, hold Kyrie down somewhat. So I'm personally looking more towards KD. I think he has a bounce back game. And now that he's the same price as, as Kyrie, I feel very comfortable that he's, you know, due for uh, more of a breakout game here. So at 10K, I think he's a great uh, bargain, uh, really. After that, again, the two guys that I'm most interested in are Claxton at 4.7 and Dragic at 4K. Two really good, uh, viable uh, guys coming off the bench, probably. Uh, we don't know for sure, but even so, they should get, uh, I think, high minutes. Also, if you want to roll the dice on Drummond, hope he has one of his big rebound games and gets a little bit more minutes than last time. That is an option. Uh, on the Boston side, even though there were shots distributed throughout, I still think your two main guys are your two main guys. There's no way around it. Jalen Brown at 8'6 and Jason Tatum at 9'5. Those are the two guys that uh, I would truthfully consider uh, one or the other here. I think it's it's very necessary. Then the secondary uh, spot, I'd go with one of the two mid-range guys, Marcus Smart at 5'8", or Al Horford at 6'4". I don't know if he can continue playing 40 minutes a game. That would be a surprise, but I know they're going to try to extend him a little bit past uh, what he's done here in the past. Um, all right, let's move on to game two. It is an 8 o'clock game. The first one started at 7 Eight o'clock games, Philadelphia and Toronto. You have Philadelphia minus two. It's uh, 216 and a half total, 109.25 implied for Philly, 107.25 for the Toronto Raptors. So we look at injuries in this game. We have Bassey and Thibel out. So Matisse Thibel will not play in this game, which definitely takes a notch out of that defense for Philly. Uh, for Toronto, Gary Trent is questionable yet again, so we'll see what happens there. The guy that looks like they lost, which really could be rough on them, is the rookie Scotty Barnes. He is doubtful, and uh, from what I read, he will not play. So Toronto not really at full strength here uh, going into this one. Um, Philly leads uh, 2-0. Maybe that it's in Toronto now. They can rally. Maybe Philadelphia uh, takes the uh, uh, foot off the gas a little bit. You know, that's something that we need to see if that's going to be the case. But, uh, you know, two games in a row have been pretty dominant for sure from Philly. So, you know, the question is, can Toronto rally at home? You know, and that's that's a tough task the way that uh, Philadelphia has been playing. Let's look at the last box score real quickly here. From the Toronto side, you know, as expected, Van Vliet got 23 shots up, but he only made seven, um, five for 16 from three. 
But again, he's their quarterback. He's their main guy. You know, if you're if Van if uh, if we get uh, Gary Trent in there, we're not sure. We know they're going to not have uh, the rookie. So, you know, again, a lot's going to fall on Van Vliet's shoulders. You know, he's a champion. It's in Toronto. He played 43 minutes and 50 seconds the last game. So hard not to dial him up here. He's he's going to be my top play from the Toronto side for sure. I mean, it just all falls in his lap. He's going to have volume shots, and, and I really expect him to get it done. You know, the other guy in a similar scenario, Pascal Siakam, he played 41 minutes the last time, got up 20 shots, and again, he'll be a focal point. It really will be those two uh, that get the majority of the shots up. We saw a little bit of a, a lift from OG Ananobi. He was 10-14 from the field, um, which is his best game in quite some time. But the thing that makes him interesting, 38 and a half minutes. And I expect, you know, with Barnes out, especially Ananobi, to get extended minutes. The other guy that jumped up was a good play for us. We had him uh, rostered at 29 minutes and 50 seconds was uh, Chris Boucher. We know he's a great uh, fantasy points per minute guy. He, had, he was eight for 13 from the field. Uh, with eight rebounds. So another nice option uh, on that side of the ball. For Philly, um, it was much more distributed than we've seen it in a long, long time. Um, would you believe this? James Harden had the fourth, I'm sorry, the fifth most attempts on the on the team in shots. He took nine shots. So, you know, I know he played 41 minutes and 20 seconds, but he's being a distributor right now. And that's interesting. A three for nine was all he had for the entire game. He usually has that in uh, two trips down the floor. So very shocking there and something to really think about. Um, <clears throat> they had this game in hand, I know. So, it, you know, you don't go to the big guns as much. But, you know, it was oh, a nine for 16 from Embiid from the field in 37 minutes. So wherever they can rest him, they will. And uh, the, the weird thing is the second most attempts in the game were from Danny Green. He was four for 12 from the field. So I would not recommend going there, but he played 37 and a half minutes. So, I, you know, for a punt or GPP, can he repeat that? I don't know. I mean, I'm not buying, but you know what? The numbers are the numbers. Tobias played a ton of minutes, had a really nice game. He's certainly in play. And Tyrese Maxey, likewise. I mean, 72.7% shooting, 8 for 11, with 9 rebounds and 8 assists. I mean, Maxey is really becoming uh, a star. He really is. He, is. he is a fine player, and he showed it throughout the entire year. All right, let's look at um, a couple other things here. We know Philadelphia is 26th and Toronto 25th in pace. So that really hurts. That's why that 216 and a half numbers there. That's why this game is definitely a hard stack game to hard to stack is what I should say, because it can be lower scoring. And we know Philadelphia has gotten it done the last couple of games uh, from a defensive standpoint, both teams pretty solid 12th and 11th uh, respective. Uh, so, you know, they're going to get it done on that side of the ball uh, as well. 
So how are we looking at this game? You know, do you want to pay up for Embiid? Is that the spot to go? I mean, we're back to this, uh, you know, situation where do you play uh, Embiid or do you play Giannis and then build around them? Do you try to get both in and then go value everywhere else? I mean, that's the million-dollar question. Those are the two best players. Uh, every projection I've seen and done, those are the two top raw points guys, and it's not very close. So. Uh, that's the big decision to be, have to be made. Um, Embiid's 10-6, and um, Giannis is 10-9. So they didn't give anybody any 12Ks, 11, high 11s. They're giving everybody some options um, to use uh, some different guys in different spots. And now you have additional positions of eligibility with Giannis at small forward and power forward. Um, that definitely helps uh, also. So, you know, again, you can go to Embiid here easy. You have some other plays here that I think are very doable. Maxi at 6'9", Harris at 6'7", very fair pricing. Again, I'm uh, Harden's sub-9K. You haven't seen that in a while. He's 8'9", but again, you know, he's been distributing. Can he have a game where he blows up? Absolutely. Um, and so I wouldn't count him out. He's not a scratch-off, but... You know, at eight, nine, it's still a commitment. And, you know, if you're going to go Giannis and not Embiid and you want to roll the dice with Harden has one of his step-up games, that's a good strategy as well. Um, as far as Toronto goes, again, Van Vliet at 7-5, mispriced. I mean, free square, in my opinion. How do you not take Van Vliet here, especially with Toronto being shorthanded? Uh, easy play there for me. Um, Pascal Siakam, very fair at a flat 9K, very could be considered. Uh, like I said, Ananobi starting to step up, but he's 6'4, so not exactly, uh, you know, a giveaway by any stretch. Boucher off the bench might be a solid play again at 4'5. He should get mid 20s minutes and, and will, I believe, get 5X plus 10. Um, and then after that, just a little bit deeper if you want to. You know, if Trent does play without restrictions, he's only 5K, so you got to consider him. Achua at 4-6 has potential also uh, to get to his number. All right, two down, one to go. Big ask here. If you're watching right now on YouTube, hit the thumbs up. I'm going to wait one second for you to do it. Thank you. You hit the thumbs up. Now hit the subscribe button. And hit, click that little clock in the upper corner so you know uh, you're given an alert every time one of our podcast posts. And we have these uh, DFS and Prize Picks podcasts for basketball, uh, baseball, and golf going up constantly. So you want to be alerted when those go up. If you're listening via any of our audio podcasting landing spots, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, anywhere, everywhere, Take a second, give us a five-star or top ranking. Give us a quick comment about the pod. And if you do that, uh, our man Colin's going to put those all together at the end of the month, and we will have a drawing for a free full access week of DFS Coach Talk. Again, I want to thank our uh, presenting sponsor, Prize Picks. Uh, go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code COACHTALK on that first deposit, and dollar for dollar, Get a hundred bucks free uh, if you deposit a hundred from Prize Picks. All right, last game on the slate. 
It is the Chicago Bulls and the Milwaukee Bucks. Double-digit favorite here. Milwaukee at home, favored by 10. They lead the series 1-0. It's a 225 total, 107.5 implied for Chicago, 117.5 for Milwaukee. Coming into the game, Matt Thomas out for Chicago. Um, Two probable tags for Milwaukee, and that's Nawara and Portis, two of their rotational players, especially Portis. And then uh, the veteran George Hill is out. So looking at this game, let's look back at the first uh, game in the series between these two. And uh, for Chicago, it really was what we expected. How about the fact that we got uh, between them, that's 52, 72, 71 field goal attempts, 71 for the big three, DeRozan, Vuk, and Levine. We knew all the action was going to go there, and that's where it went. Uh, DeRozan, unfortunately, was six for 25. That is not going to get it done. Um, Vuk was nine for 27, which isn't his best. And Levine was six for 19. So when your three studs shoot 24, 33, and 31% on volume shooting of 71, that you're not going to win any games that way. And, you know, that's that's what stung them. So can they, t- you know, tune it up here? Um, that's the key. They're going to have to shoot better because they, you know, that the score of the game was extremely low, 93 to 86. Uh, and you know, if you look at this total, it's like way out there from that. So, um, you know, that's what we want to see here is how are these teams going to rebound from an offensive standpoint after the big three though, it was hard to really get any value from anybody. I would not trust right now, Patrick Williams, Alex Caruso, Tristan Thompson, Kobe white, I mean, Javante green, they're they're just way too risky. Uh, you know, if you're going to, buy anybody in this game salary wise you're going to have to go to either one of the big three or two of the big three in my opinion to really have a shot i don't see anybody else uh worth taking that risk so pretty cut and dry here uh for these three teams vuk did have 17 rebounds by the way uh with those um 24 points so uh certainly something to uh keep an eye on there Maybe another strong play uh, for this game. For Milwaukee, uh, it was, again, you know, uh, a struggle offensively. The teams did not shoot well. Middleton remains in his slump. He was only four for 13 from the field. Giannis, uh, 10 for 19. You know, he got it done, 16 rebounds, two blocks. He did have five turnovers, though, so not his best game by any stretch. He didn't get to his number. Only played 33 minutes, which, uh, you know, in a game uh, a game like this, you would expect him to get closer to 38. That's what I would uh, would hope for if I if I uh, dialed up Giannis. Lopez played 32 minutes with seven for 14. Uh, not too bad. You're, you know, Matthews is unplayable. Drew Holiday, six for 16 is OK. You know, he's going to get you a little bit of everything else. He did have four turnovers himself, so it wasn't a sharp game for Milwaukee by any stretch. These two teams both struggled, uh, and Holiday didn't get there either. So 
Another guy that you can look at for a bounce back game. Now he did get 39 minutes, 12 seconds. I expect that he will continue. He even gets that extra couple of minutes where George Hill, who's out, uh, may have spelled him as a veteran uh, point guard. Um, after that, Portis, 23 minutes, a little, you know, his price isn't quite right for that. And just it's too much of a stretch for me for Connington. Uh, it's 17 minutes, Grayson Allen, 18 minutes. And again, even though Wesley Matthews played 26, he's just somewhat invisible offensively. So uh, definitely some options here and definitely the potential for some bounce back games. As far as on the regular season, Chicago's only 17th in pace, Milwaukee 7th. Defensively, this is where you have some hope. Uh, Chicago was only 23rd. Milwaukee was only 14th, which is lower for them than, than most people expected. But both teams deed it up much better. I don't know if it was really that good a defense or just that inept of offense in game one. So in, in this game, you know, again, Giannis, uh, a top play at 10-9 to buy up for without question. He's where you have to start. Uh, you do get mid-level pricing on Holiday at 7-6 and Middleton at 7-4 if you think they're going to get it going. Middleton hasn't quite had a, a ceiling game in a while, though a little riskier there. But either one at that price, I think, is a fantastic deal. Uh, we both, you know, we all know that they're both capable of uh, of getting, you know, where they need to uh, from a, a DFS standpoint. Brooke Lopez is only 4-8, Portis 5-5, like I say consideration for those guys and then on the Chicago side you know it really comes down to that big three that we talked about uh, the prices have sort of neutralized somewhat so you know having two of these three guys is is definitely doable uh, Levine's only 7-2 um, DeMar's 8-3 and Vuk's only 7-3 so really good price on him uh, when he looks like he's going to be a big part of their game plan going into this. Don't like any of the backups here, as I mentioned. I think it's, uh, you know, get a couple of those big three and then move on from there. So that is what I'm looking at. Uh, and I'll give you some plays for prize picks. I'm going to give you three picks uh, that I think, I don't have the exact numbers because I'm doing this early. They're not all posted. So I'm just going to give you my selections and then check them out on prize picks when they post. Hopefully they're uh, good lines. Uh, the lines have been terrific so far. But these are three plays that I think are going to be uh, somewhat no-brainers for me. I expect the spread to be very, very fair uh, to what I'm looking to play. My first one is Fred Van Vliet. I like Fred Van Vliet over real points. So Fred Van Vliet, uh, I think, is going to score the ball. I think he's going to be a big part of everything they're doing. Um, I know that we got stung. His PRA last game was 31, um, and we got him, I think, 31 and a half, something like that, and we finished at 30 and a half or 31. We just missed by a half a point or a point, and that's a big PRA. I, I think he can get that again too, but I'm going to go straight points here because I think He's going to be the guy that really needs to score the ball, and I think he will, especially in Toronto. So that's uh, that's my third favorite choice. My second favorite choice is PRA Kevin Durant over. 
I think he has a bigger game than Kyrie. And I know I've said that the last two games and Kyrie's beat him out pretty handily, but I just think that this game flips, you know, a bit. I think, uh, Irving, I don't. I'm, I hope they're going to try to defend Irving better with Smart and some help, and uh, and that KD has a chance to do his thing. We know he's going to play a million minutes, so I feel very comfortable with KD uh, over on his uh, PRA. Um, my third one is is going to be a little interesting. I'm going to go under Demar Derozan uh, PRA. Number one, he's a little two points dependent right now. And the matchup with Milwaukee is just a terrible matchup for him. Um, it, he has a little bit more difficulty even getting that mid-range jumper. And I think Milwaukee handles this game uh, fairly easily at home. So DeMar DeRozan under PRA is my third uh, prize picks play. Again, I'll have a couple other strong plays for our members uh, in Discord. Uh, we'd love to have you join us, dfscoachtalk.com. Jump in with us, uh, and we are going to have a fantastic remainder of this week. I feel it in my bones. This, this three-week stretch is when we absolute, absolutely crushed the NBA playoffs and Major League Baseball last year. And I feel that uh, momentum coming with some good wins last night in the NBA. So appreciate everybody listening in. That is the full deal breakdown of these three NBA games tonight for your DFS purposes on DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. Also your prize picks core plays as well. So thank you so much for listening in. Really appreciate it. A uh, quick thumbs up on the way out. Subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. We'll certainly be back again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA, DFS, and prize picks.